0: Welcome to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host Cam McKinney. This is episode number seventy-four of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves young star duo Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Why am I talking about them, you ask? Because I find them endlessly fascinating. This season, there's been a lot of articles about the resurgence of Andrew Wiggins and how good Carl Anthony Towns really is. And what I think people are missing the point with, this is the last chance that these two players have to prove that they can be a quality duo in the NBA. This year is the year of NBA duos. And so far in their careers, their four plus years of playing together, they have not proven to be a great NBA duo. Yes, there have been flashes of them both playing well at the same time, but does it really feel like Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are a quality NBA duo? Let's look at the stats first off. Carl Anthony Towns, his career 22.4 points a game, 11.9 rebounds a game, 39% free point shooter, two-time all-star rookie of the year Andrew Wiggins, 19.6 points a game, and he's a career 33% free point shooter. That's not what you want to see. In an age in an era of the free point shot, Andrew Wiggins just isn't providing enough free-point shooting that you want to see, I guess. He's he's not really the shooter that you expected him. Because in college, I thought he was a pretty decent free-point shooter. That part of his game hasn't matured yet. Both have had decent stats on bad teams, and both have been given massive contracts. Carl Anthony Towns is currently in the middle of a five-year, $190 super max contract, while well, Andrew Wiggins was given a five-year, $148 million contract, and was being questioned by ownership at the time because of his lack of defense. The owner said, we hope this contract will make Andrew Wiggins become a better player. Well, in Most cases you give a guy a big contract because he's shown you that there's a chance of that happening. With Andrew Wiggins, it was kind of like giving him the contract because what else are we going to do here? And you never want to be in that position with these players. Like Ben Simmons was given a contract with Philadelphia because I think Ben Simmons deserved a contract with Philadelphia. He had gotten that team to places they had never been. Jamal Murray has been part of the reason why the Denver Nuggets have been one of the best teams in the Western Conference the last two seasons. So both of those players, Simmons and Murray, received their big contract extensions due to their merit and their play. Well, Andrew Wiggins has been given his massive contract because of potential. Well, what kind of boggles my mind about this is the fact that you're giving Andrew Wiggins $148 million and saying, guess what? We need you to really fix things. But in his mind, he's like, I've just been given this massive contract. So what I've been doing, is clearly working like it just doesn't make sense to me the timing of that contract and given giving Andrew Wiggins that amount of money yes I understand you traded Kevin Love to get Andrew Wiggins he was picked the number one overall pick there was no chance of the Timberwolves giving up on Andrew Wiggins but it would really need to be that amount of money at that period of time I also question Carl Anthony Towns being given the super max contract. He has never been the best player on a playoff team. The Minnesota Timberwolves have been to the playoffs once in the five years that they've had both Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And they've had Wiggins, this is his sixth year in the NBA, and they've been to the playoffs once in his time there. And the one year they went, I believe the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves that year was Jimmy Butler. And for the majority of that year, the Minnesota Timberwolves were the four seed. Then Jimmy Butler gets injured and they fall to the eight seed. And. Both were called out by Jimmy Butler, who has since moved on from the Timberwolves and had success with the Sixers in the playoffs, and they wanted to keep Jimmy Butler, and then he went to Miami, and so far this season, the Miami Heat are 10-3, and free, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are 8-7. and 7. So, did Jimmy Butler have a point in calling out both of his superstars? Should the Minnesota Timberwolves have picked Jimmy Butler instead of Carly Lee Towns and Andrew Wiggins? The answer to that question, I believe, is yes. But I've already done a podcast on that issue. My issue with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins is both have never shined at the same time. When it comes to big men perimeter type duos, they're not Kobe and Shaq. It doesn't seem like they're on the same wavelength. They're both they both can shine in games like Andrew Wiggins can have a 40-point game, Carl Anthony Towns can go off for a triple-double or whatever. Does it seem like they are an NBA duo? or they're just two guys like it's my turn it's his turn it's my turn it's his turn they feel to me that kind of duo but not even in the way that Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were that kind of duo because at least Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook had postseason success together and think about this Carl the Towns and Andrew Wiggins, like I said, are in year five of playing together and they have not gotten out of the first round and they only have a one playoff appearance. You know who hasn't had that much time together? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They've been far in the postseason. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Younger duos have had more success than this pair that are supposed to be superstar talents. Again, they've had zero Success with one another, and again, I think this is the year of NBA duos, and they just don't stand out. You have new and exciting duos happening, like Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic, and you also have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Those are more exciting duos to watch. Those duos in their first year together are already ahead of Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. That's the problem with this duo. Yes, they'll have stats. You'll think they're pretty good players, but at the end of the day, what? Are their teams doing? This Minnesota Timberwolves team to me is in the same position it's been in the last few seasons. It, at best, they can be a seventh or eighth seed, and at worst, they can miss out in the postseason, but both, they will either lose in the first round or miss the postseason completely. Like, I don't see this duo making the jump that Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum did last year. Like, CJ and Dame were a duo I didn't really believe in last season, but then they made the jump to the Western Conference Finals and challenged the Golden State Warriors. Like, that duo made a jump, which is why Portland is keeping that duo together. They gave Dame the Supermax contract and they're probably going to keep McCollum for years to come. That's a duo that has proven themselves to be worthy of being an NBA duo. And I think Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns need to have that kind of success in the postseason this year for me to keep that duo together beyond this season. Because if I were the Minnesota Timberwolves, I would definitely break up this duo. But let's also be fair to them. They have played with numerous head Coaches, Sam Mitchell, Tom Thibodeau, and now Ryan Sanders have been the coaches while Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins are there. But also I want to point out that neither of these players feel clutch to me. Neither of them have hit the big shots. Neither of them feel like winning basketball players. They feel I'm gonna use this term, stat stuffers. Like Carl Anthony Towns, like Kevin Love before him, is putting up enormous rebounding numbers in Minnesota. But what does it really mean if it's not? not helping you win basketball games. And Andrew Wiggins isn't even stat stuffing as impressively as he should be on a really bad team. Again, his 19.6 points per game for his career is not that great. It's about average to me. It's not what it should be for a number one pick who's on a really bad team that needs a lot of scoring. Like this year, he's averaging 25 and people are writing articles like this is the year of Andrew Wiggins. Like I don't believe that. They're just hollow numbers. Both of them to me are putting up hollow numbers that don't mean a lot. And that's why, to me, the Timberwolves would most likely want to move on from Andrew Wiggins. But the problem being there is what is the value of Andrew Wiggins? Like, Andrew Wiggins would need to go to a team that desperately needs scoring and would just give him the mantle of Then top guy. And if Andrew Wiggins is your top guy, then you're most likely not a very good team. Like you would get a lot back for Carl Anthony Towns. I know the Celtics would want Carl Anthony Towns. I know the rest of the NBA would desperately want Carl Anthony Towns, especially if you're a team like the Celtics who lack rebounding. And for me, it would have to be a team where Carl Anthony Towns would not have to be the man. Because I don't think either of these players, Towns or Wiggins, should be the number one scoring option on your team. Because again, they just haven't proven it. Carl Anthony Towns is extraordinarily talented. Again, he's shooting 39% for free in the NBA era of freeze that's valuable to have a big shoot that well but he just doesn't feel like at this point in his career he can be the guy because in his one postseason appearance he was putrid they were both putrid in that postseason without Butler and even when Butler came back it was too late for that team that we all thought was gonna have enormous success we all thought they were going to be playoff contenders and they proved to be pretenders. I want to talk about Wiggins because he's being talked about a lot. Like I said, there's been these articles like the renaissance or the resurgence of Andrew Wiggins. I think the best case scenario for Andrew Wiggins is for him to become DeMar DeRozan, a guy who's not a great free point shooter who can score at will. Like Andrew Wiggins needs to learn to be able to score without being a good free point shooter because guess what? Andrew Wiggins is not a great free point shooter. He needs to become DeMar DeRozan. That is the best case scenario at this point, And that's asking a lot. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is a number one overall pick. This should be something he should be climbing for. I think the worst case scenario, and it's what I think is more realistic and more likely, is that he's just going to be Rudy Gay. And a guy, a guy who's going to put up numbers, he's going to be able to score, but at the end of the day, the numbers feel kind of hollow. And again, like Memphis moving on from Rudy Gay, if Minnesota moves on from Andrew Wiggins, I think they might be better for it. Let's face facts. Andrew Wiggins is in danger of being a bus. This was a guy who was traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love. Ken- Kevin Love ended up going to what? Three straight NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers and Andrew Wiggins has been stuck in Minnesota, not having success, not being a very good efficient scorer. Yes, he's putting up numbers, but again, like Rudy Gay, what do the numbers really mean? What kind of success? Is Andrew Wiggins helping his team win basketball games and for the most part in his six years the answer to that question is no in his time at Kansas we all thought he was going to develop into a really good two-way basketball player and since joining the NBA not only has his defense not been quality but his effort has also been called out by Jimmy Butler and probably rightfully so because some nights you can forget that Andrew Wiggins is on the court and for a young player that's okay. But we are in year six of Andrew Wiggins in the NBA, and I don't think he brings it night in and night out. At least Carl Anthony Towns is at most points in his career consistent. Andrew Wiggins lacks consistency, which is the number one thing I need from a guy I drafted with the number one overall pick. And I also traded away my prized star player in Kevin Love, and I got Andrew Wiggins back. Has that trade really worked out for the Minnesota Timberwolves? The answer to that is absolutely not. And yeah, now that Jimmy Butler's gone, now that Dario Saric is gone, his numbers, his scoring numbers are going up again because he's he's now the what, number 2 option on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it's not about the numbers with these guys. They both put up numbers. It's about winning basketball games and in the end will Andrew Wiggins help a team win basketball games? That answer is in doubt for me if he will ever be capable of helping a team win basketball games or is he only going to put up number- Numbers in times where it really doesn't matter. He'll have these games where he scores 40, where you're like, yes, I'm starting to believe in Andrew Wiggins again, but then the next week or the next game, he'll score five, and you're like, why can't you do that night in and night out? What makes LeBron LeBron is he does it night in and night out. What makes Durant Durant is that he does it night in and night out. Even Luka Doncic is a young enough player. He's ch- starting to prove he can do it night in and night out. James Harden does it night in and night out. Andrew Wiggins does not do it night in and night out. Sometimes he he goes weak without making a real impact on a winning basketball game, Andrew Wiggins has not lived up to the number one status. And if he doesn't do so quickly, he will be an NBA bust. Maybe the guy needs a change of scenery like D'Angelo Russell moving on from the Lakers and going to the Nets, but he's already in a team where the media doesn't care what's happening. Like if Andrew Wiggins were with the Knicks, we would talk about it week after week how he has not lived up to his draft status and his contract. But because he's already in a smaller market like Minnesota, we let it go. I mean, D'Angelo Russell did it the opposite way. He was in a big market. It didn't work out. He went to the smaller market. Do I think putting Andrew Wiggins in the bigger market is going to help him out? Like, I don't know where to send Andrew Wiggins. I don't know where it will eventually work out. I mean, I've heard people say ship him to Toronto because he's Canadian, but they already have Pascal Siakam, and I don't want Andrew, Andrew Wiggins in that mix. That team's already really good. They have Kyle Lowry. They have Pascal Siakam. They're going to be a playoff team. They don't need Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins would need to be the number one scoring option on a bad basketball team, most likely to have the success to be able to live up to that contract and to that draft status. Because to me, he's never going to live up to it because he can't be the number two option. He can't be the number three option because if he's not scoring for you, he's useless. And I think one of the reasons for that is because he's not a good free point shooter. It's like that NBA Finals where Harrison Barnes struggled mightily against the Cavs to hit free point shooters. That would be Andrew Wiggins. He can't just sit on the free point line and take free point shots and be a role player. He needs to be the guy who can score in the paint and be a primary scoring option. Or like Harrison Barnes in that NBA Finals, Andrew Wiggins will struggle mightily. That's why he can't be a role player on a decent team, and he can't be the best player on a really good team. He needs to be the best player on a team that desperately needs a scoring option. But again, this goes back to his contract. How do you tell a guy who's been given a $148 million that he needs to change his game? Because so far, it's gotten him to this point. The same with Carl Andy Towns. Even though I think he's a really good player, I don't yet think he's a great player, but he's been given a super max contract. How do you tell two guys who have, who have been given a combined $338 million that things aren't working out, that we need you to be better? You've been given max contracts. You've been given super max contracts. You're telling them they're great players. It's hard for them to not hear that now, now that they're being paid like that. Don't you think it's been backwards for the Minnesota Timberwolves? They were supposed to have success and then get paid. They were paid before success. Yes, they've had success with stats. Carl Anthony Towns has been really good with stats. Andrew Wiggins, again, 19.6. He's been pretty good with the stats. Stats are fine, but they've had zero success when it comes to winning and they've been paid like they're some of the best winners in basketball when they're not. One playoff appearance in four years. This is their fifth year together. If they don't make the postseason this year, this group needs to be broken up. And their contracts make it almost impossible to move them. Again, even Carl Anthony Towns with a super max. You need to trade, a team would need to trade a lot to get Carl Anthony. Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins would need, they would need to trade a lot to get Andrew Wiggins. And again, like I said, who really needs or wants Andrew Wiggins at this point? I mean, for me, the best case scenario for the Minnesota Timberwolves is to move on from Andrew Wiggins and get an elite point guard to play with Carl Anthony Towns and make it like Carl Anthony Towns, you're our main guy. Here's a point guard who can do the assists, who can play defense. Like at D'Angelo Russell, it was rumored that. If he didn't join the Golden State Warriors, he was going to join the Minnesota Timberwolves. That would have been nice. He needs to play with a point guard like that because he's been playing with the Ricky Rubios and the Jeff Teagues of the world who are middle of the pack point guards. Jeff Teague is a decent point guard. Ricky Rubio is a decent point guard. He needs to play with an elite level point guard to really bring it and be a great big man, I think he needs to play with another player who can impact the game without scoring. And D'Angelo Russell is a decent enough passer to impact the game without scoring. Again, Carl Anthony Towns is a Really good rebounder, great rebounder, and a good blocker. He can impact the game without scoring. Andrew Wiggins, like I've said numerous times already, cannot impact the game when not scoring the ball. The Minnesota Timberwolves need to build a team with another star player who can play the game without scoring, or, or at least if you're going to have somebody who can't impact the game without scoring, that guy who scores all the time needs to be able to do it 82 games a year because Andrew Wiggins is incapable of doing so. So that's why I thought that the D'Angelo Russell was the solution for this team, but they didn't end up getting him. He went to the Golden State Warriors, maybe down the line as the Warriors struggle they'll trade D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves can acquire him. That would be the type of trade that would turn around the Minnesota Timberwolves. The absolute worst case scenario for the Minnesota Timberwolves is that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins play out their contracts and continue to be mediocre and be either eliminated in the first round or missed the postseason completely because then at that point both of them will be tired of the organization and they could just lose Carl Anthony Towns out of frustration out of lack of playoff success and then they will end up having given Andrew Wiggins a hundred and forty eight million dollars to drive their best player away that will be Andrew Wiggins contribution to the Minnesota Timberwolves is that he wasn't a consistent enough player to be part of a duo with Carl Anthony Towns because most of the blame will go to Andrew Wiggins and I believe rightfully so that would be the absolute worst case scenario for the Timberwolves that they lose out on Towns Andrew Wiggins plays out his entire contract and they're still the mediocre organization that they are today I mean, this is an organization that's gotten used to losing their star players. They cannot lose out on Carl Anthony Towns the way they lost out on Kevin Garnett. They need to make this work with him. And... The solution is that it will never work out with Andrew Wiggins, and you need to move on from him. You can write all the articles in the world that this is the year Andrew Wiggins is going to figure it out, and that he's averaging 25 points a game, and that it matters. But still, they are only 8-7 and at the point of me recording this podcast. They need to have actual playoff success for me to believe in them as a duo. At least get to the second round, and then we can start talking about them as an actual NBA duo. But in in an era of NBA duos, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns is the most forgettable one to date. And one that ultimately will not last. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe.